All right, in the 10 minutes or so we have left, I'd like to start out with this item from La La Land. Evidently, a struggling actor has found an unusual role for himself in Los Angeles. He is L.A.'s first people walker. Chuck McCarthy realized that there was money to be made serving as a walking companion for lonely Angelinos. McCarthy said, I charge $7 a mile and there are no leashes. Most customers just want to stroll and chat, and business is booming. McCarthy said, it's mostly small talk stuff, but I think it's therapeutic. Radio Parallax hopes to direct our Los Angeles correspondent, Donald Rose, to this possible money-making venture. We do suggest, however, that Mr. Rose charge by the hour, not the mile. All right, we didn't have this quote on last week's program, but I'm going to throw it at you now. Apparently, the Washington Post, in its editorial about... uh, Edward Snowden, did note that he deserved credit for exposing the NSA's metadata program, which did prompt Congress to end bulk collection of telephonic records. Huh, yeah, like that's been stopped. But uh, in theory, I guess. But the Post said that Snowden also pilfered and leaked information about PRISM, a legal overseas internet monitoring program, and exposed details of U.S. cyber operations against China and a joint U.S.-Scandinavian effort to gather information about Russia's spying program. The Post said no specific harm came to Americans from the metadata program, but Snowden's revelations about NSA's international operations potentially damaged national security. That's what they always say, isn't it? We would remind you that this is the same Washington Post that used Snowden as a source for a story which they then submitted for a Pulitzer. And no, we have not yet seen the Oliver Stone movie about Snowden. Have you? If you have, drop us a line at info at Radio Parallax. Let us know what you think. And we do want to take a moment to thank people that have continued, continued to contribute money to the effort to keep us going. However, I'm sad to report it really isn't enough. And therefore, as it stands, we plan to suspend operations of Radio Parallax next month in October of the year 2016. It is very much our intention to take a deep breath in November and December and see if we can't come back with something similar in the year 2017. How similar? Well, we're not sure about that. There's some directions we'd like to take Radio Parallax or its its successor. One of the things this correspondent would like to have is at least an occasional co-host. And yeah, we may hold auditions. But it does seem clear that owing to commitments elsewhere, both Mr. McMillan and myself are going to need to take some time off at the end of this year, as much as we enjoy doing this. Now, we've been saying that we're going to bring this to a close for quite some time, and yet, doggone it, we just can't help ourselves. It's too much fun and too interesting not to at least produce parts of a show. Thank God we have a wonderful trove of archival material upon which we can rely to flesh out a program. We're not doing that today, you will note. But we need a break. In October, we hope to bring you Dan Bacher to talk about water issues. We hope to bring you Russ Baker to talk about his, uh, his inquiries into deep political matters. And with any luck, we're going to try and go out with Daniel Ellsberg possibly in conjunction with his good friend, Professor Peter Dale Scott, formerly of UC Berkeley. We'll see. We're going to do our best. All right. In the four minutes I have left, I want to talk about some 
no-brainer stuff. And what is more no-brainer than television? The current edition of Rolling Stone has on its cover an article titled The 100 Greatest TV Shows of All Time. I'm somewhat sad to note that um, a lot of these selections of the top 100 TV shows of all time, I never saw. I did see the number one choice, The Sopranos, and um, didn't really get why people thought that was a great show. Sorry. For that matter, I never saw the number two, number three, or number four choices, The Wire, Breaking Bad, and Mad Med, respectively. Although, so many people liked Breaking Bad that probably need to check that one out. It sounds like it was pretty well done. But at any rate, a lot of the programs I am familiar with from the old days uh, are things I can say a word or two about, and I think I will. Um, The Twilight Zone came in at number seven. The Twilight Zone is a program that has certainly weaved its way into, uh, I think, the American consciousness. And no, I don't think that's overstating the case. Hell of a show. Although I hated initially the choice that comes in right above it at number six, that being The Simpsons, when it first came out. I have to confess, over the years, the writing was just too good to not become a fan. Now, we're not sure we agree with its creator, Matt Groening, who boasted in Rolling Stone uh, back in 2002 that the characters on our show drink, smoke, don't wear their seatbelts, litter, and fire guns. Well, we're not sure that's why it was a success. In fact, we're pretty sure those are not the main reasons. But uh, yes, it certainly broke down some barriers. Mr. McMillan suggests that the success of the program may be that it's making fun of real-life people who drink, smoke, don't wear their seatbelts, litter, and fire guns. Maybe so. Saturday Night Live at number eight. Hard to argue, although this correspondent probably hasn't watched the program in 15 years except for a snippet here and there because every time I watch a snippet, I want to see something else. I like their choice coming in at number 13, Late Night with David Letterman. David Letterman was a comedy genius. We certainly do hope that someone's going to package the best of Letterman and put that on the market. He did 33 years worth of shows, 6,028 to be exact, between his stints on NBC and CBS. And frankly, we need Dave more than ever. We also enthusiastically agree with their next selection, although I might put it at the number one or number two position, frankly, the Larry Sanders Show. Thankfully, that has been packaged for all of us, and you can have the entire collection in your home, as I do. And coming in at number 41, although it would make my top five, would be The Honeymooners. You have to be a bit of an older person to have seen The Honeymooners, even in reruns, and that's a shame. Because damn near every one of them was a work of art. Uh, The show Veep came in at this list number 25, and it's hard to argue with that. And it it seems to get better every year. Very funny, well-written show. And at this point, I have to answer Mr. McMillan's query as to whether the courtship of Eddie's father made the list. And in fact, it appears uh, not to have. Rolling Stone did take the time to cite five of the worst shows of all time. And uh, unfortunately, I can have I have no insights to share about any of these programs because I never saw a single one. But um, if you're keeping 
for keeping score, they are Duck Dynasty, Northern Exposure, Ghost Whisperer, For the Love of Ray J, and Joni Loves Chachi. Oh, you know, scathing reviews are always more fun to read, so I can't resist quoting what they had to say about Duck Dynasty, which has aired from 2012 to the present. Congratulations, Robertson family. You are officially the worst anything ever. A dipshit sitcom passed off as a reality show with a bunch of bearded phonies stumbling over their scripted banter, like the Beverly Hillbillies with less believable facial hair. The Robertsons talk about Jesus a lot, but Jesus probably prefers real housewives, like the rest of us. And uh, we keep meaning to watch The People vs. O.J. Simpson, which aired just this year. It was only a 10-parter, but it still made the list at number 25. The reviewers thought it provided out-of-nowhere career performances from John Travolta, Sarah Paulson, and David Schwimmer. It made the ultimate made-for-TV trial disturbing all over again. And finally, we're pleased to note that The Ed Sullivan Show made the list at number 69. In fact, now that I think about it, I did a commentary on The Ed Sullivan Show for Capital Public Radio some years ago. Mr. Merlin, let's see if we can't trot that one out on next week's show, okay? Okay. All right. That about does it. This program was produced by Mr. Edward McMillan. I am the host, Douglas Everett, and we two dudes have produced yet another segment here of Radio Parallax.